Hi, welcome to today's Child Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. Today, we're talking about how to help your child find their passion. It's very important, so tune in. I'm going to be talking about that, giving you some tips. I also know there's a parent in your life that's struggling with their child, maybe more than one. So please pass on either a book or a link to this podcast and help that parent start getting some answers to flip that relationship, to start allowing more harmony and more joy. As I know that the child whisperer may be the answer to their prayers. Also, today's podcast is sponsored by a product I dearly love that I think every child benefits from in their health and well-being, and it's Oceans Alive. You can find a link in the copy. It is a pure source of marine phytoplankton. I recently had the founder of this company on the show to share briefly all the wonderful value of adding this to your children's diet. You resolve a lot of issues with a little bit of time and money in giving them this and you'll see results especially in their brain health so get a bottle of oceans alive take it yourself as a parent and give it to your children as a nutritional supplement it's plant-based it's real food and the body absolutely loves it i take it every day i also have a giveaway today brainy baby is a series of learning products and today we're giving away to my first caller You have to call in at 347-677-1963. Push 1 on your phone. uh, Or you're you're calling in on a phone. And you could win a really wonderful learning kit. You can see the link to this company's uh, website. They are fans of mine. They are... Uh, they are into the child whisper and energy profiling and dressing your truth. They're uh, customers of ours as well. And they're giving away a learning kit that includes flashcards, a DVD, and a book. And there's different topics. This particular kit is on shapes and colors. This is a preschool learning kit, but there's a variety of different subjects, and we'll let you pick. They'll let you pick because they're the ones that are being so kind to give it away. They'll let you pick which subject matter you want your learning kit on. So if you call in for today's show, um, my producer's out of town, so I'll be the one interfacing all calls once we get to the live portion of the show. But for now, let's get to our success story. This came in from a type 4 mom. She writes, I'm a type 4 with a type 4 son. One day at preschool, the teacher wanted to have a talk with me, and I got a little nervous. She said, that all the children were supposed to make rainbows that day. Then she showed me my son's picture. It was a yellow piece of paper with two big black blobs on it. She was very concerned because when she told me my son told my son that rainbows had lots of colors and had him look at the other children's pictures, he said, those are stupid. And rainbows are stupid, too. I'm not sure what she wanted me to do about it, but I just laughed. Obviously, calling things stupid sounded harsh to her. I explained to my son why calling things stupid could hurt people's feelings, and that's not such a good idea. I explained that he needs to just, I mean, that she actually, I love it, she handled it with him to give him some other word choices. Then she goes on to say that, He wanted to be the authority of his own art. I took my son home and told him I loved his picture because it was so unique, and we put put it up on the fridge in a place of pride. That was not the last talk I had from his teacher about him refusing to do what the other kids were doing. 
And I suspect it's something I'll hear from teachers for the rest of the school with him wanting to be an individual and assert himself and be his own authority. He's a type four, and that ability to do his own thing will make him an amazing adult someday. So kudos to you, Mom, for not seeing the black blobs on the yellow paper as a sign of your child that is somehow um, needing it. I mean, those can be signs, obviously. But you understood that for him it was high contrast. That's how he was expressing his creative side. And my invitation to you is to give a copy of the Child Whisper to the teacher and to understand. And there's ways to do that. I've talked about it frequently during the show to just say, this has helped me understand. So I think I would have had the same concern as you without having this understanding of my son. So thank you so much for wanting to make sure that he's balanced and healthy and doing well, that, that her meetings with you are out of concern for your child rather than that he's doing something wrong. Take it as evidence that she's concerned. Thank her for that. And then say, I would have thought the same thing as you, but this book helped me see it very differently. And I'd love to share it with you and then talk about, and please read the type four more serious child because that's my son. And I'd love to then follow up and have, you set up the next talk and have a meeting. There's ways to enlighten teachers in a way that honors them. And I know that's a quality that type fours appreciate. So as you honor other people, they respond very favorably to your feedback. So let's talk about today how to help your child find their passion. Now, this is going to fall within the four types. Again, we have our type one fun-loving child that has a social connection to the world, the type two sensitive child that has an emotional connection to the world, and our type three determined child with a physical connection to the world, and the type four more serious child with an intellectual connection to the world. So that's going to be your first step. Do you know their type? And they're giving you signs every day of their lives with their words and actions, their behavior, their nuances of what type they are. Don't complicate this. Kids make it very obvious. Don't get too mental about it. Notice the movement they're sharing with you. So once you've profiled your child, finding their passion is going to be evident in that primary orientation to the world. So a child, a type one child, is going to be passionate things that allow them to have variety and more social interactions, to be able to be a part of something that adds social experiences. A type two is going to have their passions really based on things that really they have feel they can feel really good about that they're able to feel a connection to that they're able to make plans and work with details and have a feeling experience with type three children are going to have passions around things they can do that get them physically connected to their world and projects and hands-on events and type four children are going to be passionate about things they can use their minds how they can Use this great thinking skill to figure things out, to be more analytical, and to get really focused. So are the things your children are involved in supporting their true nature? That's the first question you ask yourself. Are what they're currently pursuing, are they aligned with their natural movement? So type 1 and type 3 are higher movements. Type 2 and type 4 are lower movements as a quality of their inner being. Are these activities you've enrolled your children in more aligned with your nature, your passions, what you would have been passionate about? Good example is my daughter, Anne, who's a type two, 
it would have been a preference for her to be involved in dance, lower movement ballet, lower movement dance, one that allows the flow, her graceful movement to come forward. I enrolled her in baseball. That was mine. That would have been more about me. She was, she would stand, we did t-ball first, and then she did slow pitch with the coach. She's very young. She's only six or seven years old, and she would be so scared when she got up to bat that she was going to blow it, that she was going to strike out, that she was just, she'd freeze up. She was in so much anxiety. So in my nature at the time, I'm trying to push her to get her to do this, you know, and really build her confidence with, you know, you can do it and move her forward rather than stepping back and going, is this the right activity for my child? I did not have the benefit of knowing her nature years past, but we talk about that in her adult life, you know, what a learning experience now that she's a mom, she can pay attention. It's going to bubble up. Are you allowing your children to speak about what they're interested in? Are they showing, are they drawing, Things are getting their attention. They're, they're noticing it. Now, when you know a child is passionate about something, here's some clues. So if this isn't happening for your children, it's, it's feedback for you to say, hmm, they may not really be passionate about this because you want to enroll their passion, which is when they're doing something that's aligned with their nature and they're able to express their natural gifts and talents, they are easily enroll and they the the emotional response is unpassionate type one they they're having fun they even say i love i'm having so much fun oh that's so much fun they're eager for the experience it's fun they enjoy it is it and it could be something that you're making heavy and serious that could be light and fun you just need to change the energy around it maybe the event isn't the issue it's how it's being experienced. How can that be more like fun? And they'll talk about it. They're an extrovert, expressive energy. They are more what they feel and think they say. Type twos, they're going to start looking into details, doing more research on their own initiative, wanting to learn more, gathering details. That's the evidence that there's a passion there. Type threes, they're again, type twos are an introvert. So they'll go about that a little more quietly and that's your opportunity to notice that and go, my child's passionate. They're showing some passion around this. Type 3 children, they say a lot. They get very passionate just naturally, and they say the word awesome about it a lot. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. And they are eager, again, like a type 1 child, to be involved in it. They let, and they talk about how good they are at it. Their results. They talk about their results and how good they are at it. My little grandson loves basketball, and he'll, he's seven years old. He's, and, I, you know, the, his parents know, even if he says, I'm the best one on the team. Well, in his worldview, he is, and it's not important to make that look any different. Let him believe that, you know. In time, he'll know his place in sports and what he needs to work on. So, and type four children get very focused. This is how you know they're passionate about something. They lose track of time. They don't want to be interrupted. They are engaged. They're in the experience. They get very a very linear focus and just want to keep going with it. And it's allowing their mind to participate. So measure up what your kids are doing with those indicators about what are the 
actual, uh, those are your um, how to know if a child is passionate. And then I gave you, if you're just tuning in, I gave you the how to help them find their passion tips so you can go back and learn that as well. So I'm going to jump off of my broadcast. I simultaneously broadcast on Facebook along with my podcast platform. Call in. I'm taking live calls today at 347-677-1963. And I can take your questions. We have a giveaway today of the Brainy Baby product learning kit. Check them out. There's a link in the copy. And also you can... Click in the Facebook copy over to continue listening to this podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And thanks for my Facebook listeners and um, viewers. And we'll keep the show going. Thanks for being a part of today's show. It's so important to help your children get aligned with their passions so they can develop their natural gifts and talents because they are easily passionate. I've got my first caller calling in at 206. Hi, you're live on the show. Hello, Carol. What's your name? This is Natalia. Natalia, you've won our Brainy Baby kit today. Oh, that's great. I have three kids, so um, that will come Email. Email parenting at liveyourtruth.com and tell them you were the winner of the Brainy Baby Learning Kit and with your shipping address. And then someone on my team will follow up with you to help you get the right kit you want. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thank Thank you. Do you have a question? I do. Um, I have three kids um, and I have... um, Eight-year-old type four girl, a mm-hmm. five-year-old um, five-year-old type two girl, and a six-month-old baby boy uh, who I believe is type four also. So we are a family of type fours with one type two, and that's so the you're one. you're type four also. Yes, I am type four also, and my okay. husband is. So, so yeah, yes, uh, you have a lower movement household. Well, maybe it's good there's no type three child in that mix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our boy might be a secondary three because he. Okay. I mean, he seems to be a little bit more movement, but he's. I mean, it's hard. He's six months old. I think we'll figure it out when he starts to move. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah, they'll um, keep showing you signs. Yeah, and so my um, dilemma is with my five-year-old type two child. Um, I am really, I've been really um, shocked um, that as a type two, she's a sensitive and gentle, but she started to get really physical and hitting her older sister and having these outbursts of really angry and she might throw things. Okay. um, That. Um, that when things, let's say they they're playing together and they want the same toy, and so she will just she will escalate and she'll want it, and then she might hit or throw something at her sister, um, and even if she gets it, she'll she'll play for it for a little bit and then she'll decide to share. But at the moment, she just gets really really emotional. Is she, and, is she whiny other times? Is there any whining going on? Not really. She seems to be a little bit kind of more of a 
determined. And I'm thinking maybe I mistyped her, but I I'm a I know she's the lower movement. Yeah, no, I, know, I think I've I've seen um, type two children go into this acting out behavior when certain key needs aren't being met. So if you've got so much type four, let's just look at the makeup of the family kind of inner energy profiling ecosystem of the family as people are pretty independent. Matter of fact, you know, very kind of um, things run on schedules. And so there's not a lot of emotional energy in the space because mm-hmm. type fours don't operate um, on an emotional, you know, preference um, without choosing to kind of be in the emotion or being deep, you know, really strongly provoked in it. So my sense is it's just, Maybe the energy kind of feels cold and rigid to the type two. So now she's just acting out, not because she's really upset. It's kind of like she's doing overs when something upset her. It's like there's this pent-up energy, and it comes out in an extreme. Because there's not mm-hmm. enough warmth, com- reference to her comfort, cuddling, tenderness. Because just the energy of the environment is going to just naturally be more still, more rigid, and feel kind of cold. That's just an energetic reference. And she needs a more soft, connecting kind of quality of um, gentle, where you would take, let's just say, a frozen lake and it would move into a flowing river. Mm -hmm. See the difference? Where she needs the flowing energy so she may just be at not knowing where she fits in and this is what turns into the adult saying I just really felt I was the one that was so different in my family mm-hmm. and then they called me too sensitive or too emotional or too I have a thread on my Facebook page right now and you might go back and read these comments because a lot of them are from type 2 people that are saying the question I posted was what was a surprise about, you know, what was a surprise about who you are when you learned your energy type? And there is several comments I read that were referenced to, you know, I grew up in a family of, I was the only type two and nobody understood how to relate to me as the sensitive being I am. Mm. So as her mother, what can you do to bring in to allow her energy to affect the family energy that there is a more fluid, soft quality to the space she lives in? Mm -hmm. Would you recommend more um, sort of like alone time with her, just spending time with her where she just gets one-on-one? It's kind of more difficult with with a baby right now. but Where does she get to contribute her energetic um, contribution to the family where does she get to be who she is and affect the whole family with her peaceful nature you see what I'm saying it's kind of like it's the way a type 2 will a type 2 toddler will put their foot t- down by overreacting and throwing these tantrums mm-hmm. it's like nobody's hearing me nobody's noticing what I need here and that's where this now, just I would pray about it and just say, how can I help this child 
feel her, uh, you know, be in her own energy and not get taken out by everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is she getting, yeah. you know, heard when she needs to be? Is she letting her feeling? Is she given a chance to feel her feelings? Are you saying words like that? How do you feel about that? Are you comfortable with that? Are you referencing those things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm learn. I'm learning to because a lot of times, yeah. I, t- I ask her I, now that she like when she starts hitting or yelling. I ask no, this her. No, this is before. This word. is day to day. That needs to be how you learn to speak to her and to, her. To do it to her all the time. That's how. Yeah. That these are communication skills. You learn how to type, talk the type language for that child. Mm. Well, I think don't I might say, have, what do you think? It, you know, don't just how you give them a chance to have a response. When has she been mm-hmm. asked? You know, is that, are you comfortable? Is that comfortable okay. for you to go do that? Mm-hmm. You know, she's five. Yeah, you know, she's little. So no, probably not. She gets to operate within the family energy, and the family energy is very type four, as you said. Mhm. So she's gonna mm-hmm. feel kind of over, you know, overlooked and, over- and overlooked. feels a little rigid. So she's trying to match you all there. <laughs> she doesn't know how. <laughs> the only way she knows how to be structured and forthright is by doing overs. Because it's not her nature to get loud and, 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 but maybe this is her way of saying, okay, in order to be heard in this family, I got to be matter of fact, and I got to be really stern, and I got to act this way because they're paying attention now. Mm-hmm. Get and it. That's not who she is. Mm-hmm. She's not old enough to be calculative, you know, calculating her behavior, like, I'm going to throw tantrums. You know, this is a byproduct of some unmet needs and a level of stress that she's in. There's no, there's no conniving quality to this. None. She's too young. I know. I know. It's almost like um, her feelings are yet too big for her to sort of handle on her own. Because you're not inviting her to express them or even how to process them and get in touch with them and that Mm -hmm. you're... You're not allowing that. You're not engaging with her, see? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they get pent up and bam, she's doing it. And this is her being a type four. And she doesn't look real good. Mm-hmm. One. Okay. I know, well, you'll figure it out. I know you'll get answers and it's going to shift for you. Thanks for Thank you. calling in today and caring that you want, you know, something's off. That's the most amazing thing to me that, that you're not just thinking, ah, my child's a problem. It's like, oh, there's a problem, and it's not my child because human beings are not problems. Human beings make choices that be, create problems because they're out of balance. Got another caller calling in from 208. Hi, you're live on the show. Hi. What's your name? My name is Hillary. Hi, Hillary. How can I help you? Um. So trying to figure out this whole energy typing thing, and I've been thinking that I had a lot of type 3, well, two type 3 children and a type 2. and But I just can't seem to get my oldest. She's 10. Um, she's a very determined child, and she has to do things her way. If it's her idea, she'll do it. But she doesn't seem to have a whole lot of internal motivation 
to do anything other than read. Which, you know, that's a good thing. Um, She loves, honestly, anything, but she'll sit down and read um, fairy books or mysteries or she's read all of Roald Dahl. I mean, she'll sit down and read a 400-page book in one to two days. Okay. And... Does she talk about having read the book and, you know, does she talk about the fact that she's, she just read this 400 page book and talk about what she learned in the book? Like, is she more expressive about what she's doing in the book? Okay. So she's more internal with all that. Because the type three, when they're pat, like, did you hear the first part of the show where he talked about how to find your, help your child find their passion? I got part of it, but not all of it. Yeah. Well, re-listen to that. That's my other type three that's screaming. So, (laughs) Your taste one and three are going to be whatever they're passionate about, they talk about a lot. Okay. Because they're more of an extrovert, where a type four is going to keep it more internal, unless they're okay. given a chance to really sit down and you're focused and you're really listening, because they're not going to bother. They're going to go, you know, I'm not going to try and get your attention. You're either going to listen to me or you're not. And, okay. you know, if you're really so interested just in what I'm doing, put down everything. Yeah. Okay. So, so she put could down be a four three. And then focus. You see what I'm saying? She could be a four three. Okay. If if she's more internal about everything, but because type four secondary three children are very determined as well, because that authority determination combo makes them very independent and and highly driven people, you know, to accomplish things um, that they're really passionate about. And the fact that she loves that internal processing with books, although you know all types can be great um, readers. Just that's mm-hmm. why I asked what kind of books does she read. I loved Nancy Drew and Action. There mm-hmm. had to be this kind of quality to the story that was not too many details and it was it moved at a quick pace. And Nancy Drew was like a type three. You know, I'm like I'm reading about a type three. Oh, I loved Nancy Drew growing up. I was yeah. raised to be a type two, but my sister is really convinced I'm a type three. So I'm still trying to figure myself out, but <laughs> um and trying to help the kids at the same time. So with her being that way, how do I help her? You're getting too caught up in these little little things, this little activity, okay. reading books all the time. See, you've got to look at how do they sit, how do they walk, how does their speech. Type, if there's she's so heavy, many, she's loud. Yeah, see, those she's are type messy. three. That's type three, you know, that's just type three, because type fours are more exact, they're poised, they have a posture they carry, they're, um, mm-hmm. see, so, see, you're getting in, this is where people go off and do all these little, little things, I'm like, no, 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 look at the big stuff, look at the stuff that's the obvious, go with it, look at their facial features, you know, and do the same for yourself, and stop, you know, just, and then ask to be really clearly shown to say, you know, make it a matter of prayer because you're asking to understand yourself and other people. So just say, make it yeah. so blatantly obvious that I'll go, there it is. And then stop okay. the exploration of start living it. Start start to work with it rather than be in this assessment. And I do that for yourself as well. Because as long as you're kind of circling yourself, you'll circle your kids. Mm-hmm. Now you're in the habit of uncertainty, the habit of, well, what about this? And what about this? And it's like, no, 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 no. You get lost in the what about this place. 
it's yeah. obvious. People, I mean, when I know someone's type, there are just, and you know, watching my Confirm Your Type videos on my website, watching I mean, the face profiling 101, these, I'm showing you the same things. Look for those same things in yourself and your kids. Don't look for all the other extra stuff. And I do look at all of those, and yet I can pick out different features of all of them in everybody, and so I'm having a hard time pinning down which ones. No, it's fit. really clear. You're, 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 not, you're not trusting what I'm showing you, and you're making it other things in your head. Okay. It's very right. distinct. Each, your own mind is, is like morphing this into what you think it might be. So I'd ask you, oh, sure. why, why is it, uh, why am I wanting to stay in this state of confusion? What am I not willing to look at or feel or face in my own experience? What am I avoiding? Just ask that, pose that question and don't even ask for, you know, don't try and come up with the answer. Just say, I'm keeping my, st- this isn't a, I'm in a, I want this, but on some subconscious level, I'm avoiding this. There's something I'm avoiding subconsciously. I choose to know and I choose to face whatever it's I'm ready to face because it's a subconscious thing. Most people go to, there's three places they'll go with energy profiling, who they think they should be, who they want to be, or who they are. And too often the who they want to be and who they are are the same. The thing that determines the should be, see, if you were raised to be a type two, you were said, don't trust who you are. It's not okay. That subconscious part of you is still running that program. You can't, you've got to keep avoiding this. You need to know it's safe to know who I am and live it. It's safe to know who I am and live it. And then you're going to see your kids. Okay. So Yeah, that would be... Choose out of the um, place of vagueness into the declaration of it's safe to know who I am and live it now. My next caller is from 505 area code. Hi, you're on the show. Hello. Hi, what's your name? Hi, my name's Megan. Hey, Megan, how are you? Good. (laughs) Yeah, I I have um, a son. He's type 1, secondary 4. He is 9 years old. And, um, yeah, I've learned, I've known about this for about a year, and um, we've come a long way. He he definitely gotten out of his light movement, um, his animated movement, and he, he just kind of is always a lot of stress um, and just, oh, I'm not a good boy, and, <laughs> and just kind of sad a lot. Um, my question, though, is more about, because we're talking about the passion, and he is very much into video games and, um, you know, entertainment that way. And yeah. my problem is is I worry that about those being too much. Yeah, um, which I think is reasonable. So, Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so, yeah, so I guess when we talk about passion and his his idea of fun is doing those things, and so I'm not sure where the balance is of me saying, well, try something different and don't do too much of the video games and have a balance. Um, whereas well, what's your, what's, your, what's your type? I'm a four one. Okay. I'm a type So, 
he's nine, and so to give him the decision whether he gets to do whatever degree, like the way you phrase that, try and find some other things, that's a nine-year-old isn't mature enough or has the skill set to be defining their life in that way. They're going to default to, and a lot of that's brain training. He's used to it. There's kind of an addictive quality to these mm-hmm. screens and games. He likes the quality of the entertainment and the pace and the movement and the high movement. But you need to give, a, in my opinion, you need to only allow a certain amount of it and diversify. Okay. So he's going to force him to come up with some other options, you know, and let him be in some kind of um, I'm not sure what to do space and say, well, we'll see what he comes up with rather than you having to fill that space. What else can you be doing? But just not that. And so what's a healthy amount of that and say there's just that's any. Anything we do that's an extreme is not healthy. Balance is a part of just our well-being. And you just kind of have to define that. And when a child's educated to the fact that, yeah, I think children are more apt to make healthier food choices when they know what something like sugar does to their brain or they know what too much video games or much gaming does to their system. Yeah. So, and and that gets hard enough to me the have line. that conversation with. Yeah, that's true. I guess the line of like cuz I would think that if he was reading for example or if he was doing um maybe piano or you know something like I feel like we're not as hard as oh the balance like he can do. Yeah, but that's tougher. If he does piano, type one would uh, type one would need to learn really fun songs. See, upbeat, okay. really energized songs. Like my type three grandson takes piano, but he he has to practice like for ten minutes, and he plays really short pieces that are really jazzy. Yeah, <laughs> so he can do it. Now he looks okay. forward to that. That's not going to be fun yeah. if he's got, and he has 15-minute lessons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, your type 1 child's not going to be really interested in things that are long and drawn out. He's looking for high movement. Okay. And social okay. interaction. And what event occurred in his life that he started on this whole I'm not a good boy thing? Was there something that played out, like something I showed think, up, and he processed it I that think, way? Well, um does he have a one of the two parents that discipline him for his type one nature and, and he gets disciplined yeah. for being a type one? Yeah, his dad is a type three. Um and I and I, I'm and I have in the past. Like since I've now that I've known about this I'm I'm much more um trying to be understanding and supportive of that. Um you don't don't, yeah, don't discipline think, his more random See, you've got to really learn what are you disciplining that's sending the message, it's not okay to be you. Because when a child says, I'm a bad per you know, me, me, who I yeah. am, is you've done something to provoke that thinking. What are you doing in disciplinary that you now know, oh, we have a type 1 child, and yeah. that's just part <laughs> of the mix. So we want to help them use their gifts to create success so that, you know, I love watching the Olympics because there was every 
You saw the least type two and the least type one, but you know where the type one shined in short distance events. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They, Nate Adrian, who was the, the the sprinter for the freestyle on the U.S. team, type one, that Chinese sprinter that, that was so yeah. animated, that, that athlete from China that was super animated, short distances. See, so I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know, they're doing sprints, man. And they're like, everything they're training for is for <laughs> short distances. Even the runners. Yeah. Usain Bolt, type one. You know, oh, so yeah. you're oh. saying both the type one, see? So they wouldn't, right. if their parents had thought they had to, you know, if Usain Bolt had been told he needed to learn how to be a marathon runner, he wouldn't, we've would never seen his gift. We would have never seen yeah. his gift. True. Yeah. So we're yeah, on that, true. and please enroll your husband into the typing world, even, you know, <laughs> in whatever yeah. language and it was school. supports that. It was school a lot. Too, I think school kind of you know, yeah. and we're homeschooling him now because because of well, that. Well, you might need more outdoor. You know, maybe you need to mix that up. Does he go to different playgroups or different? In that, yeah. do you have a network? He can go to other people's houses. Is he home too much? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, we're working on that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and you okay. might be able Thank to you. even go back to a traditional school just because um, you now know more and you know what to, how to lead teachers in the right direction. Because a lot of times it's just that teacher's misunderstanding as well that you're actually agreeing with them. And so you don't know any different. See? So yeah, now that you have more awareness, you can make different choices. So. Appreciate everyone calling in today. You're all doing a great job. You're all doing a great job because you care. That is the bottom line. That that is the common denominator that you are a caring parent and you're willing to learn. That is the number one criteria to be an amazing, phenomenal parent because you care and you're willing to learn and to change things. So good for you. And it's a process. It's a journey. And you're going to have more opportunities in days to come. So thanks everyone for your questions today. And I do have a couple email questions, or I'm going to take one of them. We don't have time for many. Um, had a great live session, live call in experience today. This came from a mom. My type one secondary two 11 year old daughter has been very emotional and nervous every night before school. She's fine on the weekends. However, she gets afraid that she's forgotten to do her homework. I remind her that she's a responsible girl, and if she forgets one thing, it won't kill her grades. This doesn't help much. What can I do to help her when she gets this way? I'm a type 2 mom. Well, good for her to think that she has this, you know, that's actually an attribute to think she might overlook something. But again, it's very common to want to just fix it and reassure them and then say, you know, it's okay and it won't be an issue. Why don't you get into it and her a little more? Why are you afraid of that? What are you afraid is going to happen? Go further with it. Let her talk it out. Let her express her feelings. I can see why you'd be worried about that. How can I support you in um, putting a system in place so that you can check yourself so you know. Get something in place. Maybe she. what kind of support can she have? So open it up. Open it up. That shuts it down when you come back with a solution so quick. So open it up. Let her talk to you about it. And maybe she just needs something implemented that will help her. 
Another question from a type 2 mom. I have a 14-year-old type for son who has decided school isn't necessary. It's just a social obligation. How do I help motivate him to put effort into his high school years instead of being so negative? He also doesn't believe swear words are bad, but just something society had deemed inappropriate. How do I help him see the value of speaking positively? So this tells me that this child is looking for ways to um, operate as their own authority. They're trying to find places to be an authority in their world. So where are they not given enough space in their life day to day to be their own authority that they're now hunting for things. They're looking for obscure things even to express this sense of authority. And I'm pretty confident you haven't known this most of his life. So he hasn't operated from a place of his own authority. He's trying to do that. And I would apologize to him and say, you know, you need to be your own authority. You need to be able to decide what's important to you, what you value, what you feel has value, what doesn't. I've, we've not supported you that in your most, you know, critical years. Our apology. And what I love about what you're doing, that you actually are exercising this, this ability you have, this gift you have to be your own authority. What I love about what you're expressing to us is that you've actually thought about it, that you've thought about whether school's important to you or not. I love that you've even given it thought and that you decided it's not. Thank you for even having an opinion about that. Well, what doesn't work though is, you know, and then maybe he'll be more willing to listen to you, but I'd love to help you find a way at 14 that, you know, maybe he needs to do online school. I have nephews and nieces that graduated at 16 because they did it online and they, they moved out of it fast. What are some other ways for him to complete his education? So agree with them. He thinks it's a waste of time. Why do you think it's a waste of time? I want to hear your opinion. So you believe swearing isn't bad. Tell me more about that. Be interested in his opinion rather again to trying to change him. He will start listening as a type four child, as you respect him, respect his opinion and, and recognize he has a right to be his own authority. He's going to start being, he will not let you influence him as long as none of those things are in place. And you got to make up some time for all the years that hasn't been happening and build trust so that he respects you and then he'll listen to you. So good tips for these kids. One last question. Saying prayers together as a family has become very stressful because our type one four-year-old keeps disrupting and being silly before and during the prayers. Also, while he loves to be called on to pray, he insists on doing it himself and is always silly and irreverent when he prays. How can we help him to settle down for prayers and to say more thoughtful and reverent prayers? I'm a type four mom. I think you need to be okay with the fact that God's okay with a little four-year-old type one child being silly and that prayer is being heard and he gets to just have that moment. And as a type four mom, that may seem really awkward and uncomfortable for you because you need to be reverent and reverent looks like a certain thing and more thoughtful looks like a certain thing. But your type one child is saying, I am being thoughtful and let's praise the Lord. Have a praise the Lord prayer and bring up the energy and let's celebrate that you're even praying and celebrate with his higher movement and know that God is totally cool with that. Thanks for listening, everyone. A couple announcements. You can get content from me every week on, on Monday by subscribing to my Carol Today email. Just go to caroltuttle.com and sign up for that. Every week we do 
a synopsis of the podcast of the week in written format. We now have five nutritional hacks to improve your child's health with the podcast right on the website. Go to thechildwhisper.com and you can listen to all the podcasts as we post the audios in the post. It's right there. You can also subscribe iTunes.com slash Carol Tuttle and also on Facebook. We got a lot happening on Facebook. Join me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Carol Tuttle. Thanks for listening to today's Child Whisper podcast. You're a great parent doing a phenomenal job. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.